welcome to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. I'm Diana Ritchie. Today, we have a listener question about trusts and investment real estate. Our listener writes, is it a good idea to purchase my investment rentals into our trust so the tax hit is negated for our kids when we pass? Thanks. This is a great question, and trusts can be confusing because you certainly don't want to miss out on a great opportunity, particularly a tax planning opportunity. And on the other hand, the trust rules are so complicated, and trusts come in so many different flavors, that it can be difficult to untangle the knot, untangle the ball of wax. So, In this episode, we'll walk through the three primary reasons that people use trusts, the three reasons that trusts can be useful. And those are, one, to avoid the federal estate tax, two, to avoid state estate tax, and then three, to avoid the probate process, which is admittedly a non-tax consideration. So with that, let's dive in. First, part one, the federal estate tax. The federal estate tax is probably something you've heard of, but may not be something that's top of mind. And The reason the federal estate tax has fallen off of the radar is because right now, under the current federal laws, you actually don't have to worry about the federal estate tax unless your net worth is $13 million or up. Most people hear that number and they think, yep, don't have to worry about the federal estate tax, definitely not a problem. And then the other rule is that if you're a married couple, like this listener is, she wrote in for her and her husband, the federal estate tax number is 26 million. So you don't have to think about the federal estate tax or worry about it unless you as a married couple have more than $26 million. Again, most of us hear those numbers and we think, okay, Take that off the list. Don't have to worry about the federal estate tax. However, and we'll get to how trusts play into this in a second, but I do want to give you two caveats to that because it's not quite so cut and dry. Yes, you might not have a federal estate tax problem today, but the two things you should know are that one, on January 1st, 2026, the federal estate tax laws are slated to change. And those laws will change automatically unless Congress acts. And so what that means is that as of right now, on January 1st, 2026, that $13 million, I don't have to worry about it number, is going to drop to about $7 million. And the $26 million, I don't have to worry about it, married couple number, 
that's going to drop to something like $13 million. Now, seven and 13 are still really big numbers, right? So it may still be that you don't have to worry about the federal estate tax. However, the second wrinkle and and the part that can be a little mind-bending here is certainly you never know when you're going to die. That's to state the obvious. But you do want to project out and think, okay, not what is my net worth today, but what is my net worth going to be on the day that this, you know, the second of us, me or my husband, whoever dies later, actually passes away. And this is where it's not intuitive because if you have, for example, $2 million today and you think, okay, I don't have an estate tax problem. I'm nowhere near that, those big estate numbers. Well, if your $2 million grows at 8% for the next 30 years, let's say, you're going to have $20 million in 30 years because of the magic of investing and compound interest. Like we we talk about a lot, right? This is why we invest. And so I tell you that because as you're sitting here thinking, okay, do I think I'm going to have an estate tax problem or not? It is important to project out into the future and think, what will my estate look like when I'm older? Not necessarily, what will my estate look like today? So I tell you all this because Here's the decision point. The decision point is if you are nearly certain that you will definitely have a federal estate tax problem when you die or when the second of you dies, you know, let's say your husband dies later, then you do, your husband survives you, then this would be when your husband dies. If you're fairly certain that you are going to have a federal estate tax problem because you are going to have a lot of assets on the day that you pass, then yes, it absolutely makes sense to put your investment real estate into what we call an irrevocable trust. However, if you don't think that you'll have a federal estate tax problem on the day that you die, then an irrevocable trust is most certainly not the way to go. It's not something you need to think about. It's not something that would make sense. And that's because irrevocable trust, setting up an irrevocable trust is exactly as intimidating as it sounds. When I say the word irrevocable, you might be thinking, gosh, that sounds really permanent. If I put my investment real estate into a permanent trust, 
it sounds like I can't get it out. It's going to be hard to make changes. It's, you know, going to be exactly the way it sounds, irrevocable. And your intuition is exactly right. Um, irrevocable trusts are not something that you enter into lightly. And so you'd only want to use an irrevocable trust if you are really fairly certain that you and your husband are going to have a federal estate tax problem down the line. So hopefully that helps. Um, reason number one that people use trusts is to avoid the federal estate tax. The type of trust that helps you avoid the federal estate tax is called an irrevocable trust. Um, other types of trusts are not effective. It's got to be irrevocable in order to help you save on federal estate taxes. And irrevocable trusts are not something you take lightly. So you only want to do it if you're fairly certain that your assets will be pretty significant when you and your husband have both passed. So that's part one, irrevocable trusts. As if that wasn't bad enough, part two, let's do the same analysis at the state level. And this is, again, you know, as if the federal stuff wasn't complicated enough. We'll do the same analysis at the state level. And the good news on this is that the vast majority of states don't have an estate tax or an inheritance tax. The states that do have a state-level estate tax are Connecticut, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington State, and Washington, D.C. And the inheritance tax is five states, Iowa, Kentucky, Nebraska, New Jersey and Pennsylvania all have an inheritance tax. And Maryland is the shining star because it has both an estate tax and an inheritance tax. And as you think about that list of states, the question to ask yourself is, one, do we live in one of those states? Do my husband and I currently live in one of those states? And two, is any of our investment real estate located in one of those states? And the two-pronged decision tree here is if you don't have any dealings with any of those states that have estate and inheritance taxes, then great. Check it off your list. You don't need to worry about it. And you most certainly don't need any type of trust in order to avoid these state-level estate and inheritance taxes when you pass away. However, prong two of the decision tree, if you look at that long, relatively long list of states and you think, oh gosh, we live in a state that has an estate tax or we live in a state that has an inheritance tax, or 
we own investment real estate in a state that has one of these kinds of death taxes, we'll call them. Then you have a whole nother list of questions to ask. Certainly, your conclusion might be, yeah, we want to use an irrevocable trust in order to avoid these state-level death taxes. But before you jump to that conclusion of, oh gosh, we need an irrevocable trust, which, as we know, is complicated and also relatively permanent, you will want to ask a few more questions like, just like what we asked at the federal, question one, like what we asked at the federal level, what is the exclusion amount at the state level? In other words, do I have enough money that this becomes a problem at the state level? Question number two to ask is, is the state considering a change in the law? For example, you know, Oregon and Illinois, I know there's, there's always talk of repealing the death taxes. No gauge on whether that's likely or not, but there's always some rumor floating around just to give you a flavor, an example. You know, question number three that you'd want to ask is, does this even apply to me? Because, for example, some states that have inheritance taxes say, yes, we have an inheritance tax, but it's only if you leave your estate, it's only if you leave your property to someone who is outside of your family. And so if you leave your investment real estate to your kids, in some states, a, an inheritance tax, for example, wouldn't apply because kids are family members. These kinds of nuances. The point being, if you are in the prong of the decision tree where you do have to worry about state level death taxes, then before you jump to, let me put all my investment real estate into an irrevocable trust, there are a few more questions to ask about whether these state level death taxes will apply in your situation. So that's the deal on the state level stuff. You know, first we have to worry about the federal, then we have to worry about the state. But in both of those cases, when we're talking about, um, you know, estate tax, inheritance tax, death tax, associate those with the irrevocable trust. Because that, again, is the type of trust that can help you avoid these sorts of estate level, estate taxes. Part three, probate. Probate is the other reason that people use trusts, probate avoidance. And you'll probably be relieved to hear that we are out of the tax section of this podcast. Now, I have to admit, your question asked specifically about helping your kids avoid the tax hit. And what I'm about to describe, which is a revocable trust, is totally off topic for what you asked, because you didn't ask about probate, you didn't ask about non-tax stuff, you asked about the tax hit. So full and fair disclosure, I'm 
you know, off topic at this point. But I, I do think it's worth mentioning because you mentioned that you already have a trust. And I don't know whether that trust is an irrevocable trust or whether it's revocable, the opposite type. But I will say that revocable trusts are very common. A lot of people have them, and most lawyers will include revocable trusts as part of a basic estate plan. And the reason, the logic behind the revocable trust is that it's useful for avoiding probate. What is probate? Probate is as follows. Just imagine the situation for a second. You, your kids have just lost their second parent and they're grieving. And for those of us who have lost loved ones in the days and weeks and even months after the death of a loved one, you, you can't even think straight, right? I mean, in most cases, you're just a total mess. And so your kids are in this grieving process, and then they realize that in order to deal with your financial affairs, they have to go through this thing called probate, which means they've probably got to hire a lawyer. They have to deal with a, a court, a probate court, and they have to deal with this probate court, not only in the state where you lived when you passed away, but also potentially in every state where you own investment real estate. To put a really fine point on this, if you own investment real estate in each one of the 50 states, there's a chance that you'll have to go through the probate process in each one of those 50 states. And again, it's, it's your kids that would be dealing with the probate court. It's your kids that would be dealing with the headache of gathering documents and information and doing court filings and dealing with lawyers and paying the expense and yada, 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 the whole, the whole headache. And I paint this picture of probate because a revocable trust is the answer to the probate problem. In other words, if you take your investment real estate and you put it inside a revocable trust, then in order for your kids to take possession of the investment real estate, their inheritance, when you and your husband have both passed away, your kids won't need to go through the probate process because the terms of your revocable trust will simply dictate how your kids receive their inheritance. In other words, revocable trusts are really common because they make life easier. They make it such that your kids won't have to go to a probate court after you and your husband have passed in order to receive their inheritance. Probate, like we said, is a headache. Revocable trusts make the whole thing a lot more, a lot easier and more convenient. And so I tell you that because you didn't ask about 
revocable trusts, you ask specifically about taxes. And putting your investment real estate into a revocable trust is not going to do anything for you from a tax perspective. It's not going to help your kids save on federal or state estate or inheritance taxes, but it will simplify the administrative side of things after you and your husband have passed. And it's likely that your kids will thank you for making their lives a whole lot easier by using and setting up this revocable trust. So hopefully this has been helpful. Um, Big picture, yes, revocable trusts can definitely help you save on estate taxes, inheritance taxes, death taxes. But before you jump to setting up a complicated and pretty permanent irrevocable trust, consider whether you think that you and your husband will have an estate tax problem down the line. Because under current law, um, you really do need a lot of assets before you have to start worrying about the federal estate tax. And then the second big picture concept is, of course, a revocable trust, which you and your husband may or may not already have. It sounds like you might already have a revocable trust. And certainly it makes great sense to transfer your real estate into the revocable trust because it helps you avoid, it helps your kids avoid the headache of the probate process. However, you asked about the tax hit and from a tax perspective, a revocable trust doesn't do anything to to help you save on taxes. So if you have any follow-up questions, as always, um, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. Of course, if you have questions about money or your personal finances, please feel free to drop us a voice note from the homepage at dianaritchie.com.